This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Today, let's talk about this fall's federal election. I'll tell you what, this is going to be a barn burner of an election. If you take a look at some of the trend lines and the opinion polls and the, the way they're breaking, I mean, you got like a four-horse race here. You got Trudeau's liberals, Andrew Shear's conservatives, and you got the NDP, of course, but you got the Green Party coming on, too. So I think kind of a four-way fight, and it's wide open. Who knows what's going to happen? What will be the determinants of the outcome of this election? Well, how about the youth vote? Millennials. Millennials get a bad rap for having a low voter turnout, for maybe not being as interested in politics and public policy as they should be. I don't know. Maybe there's some truth to that, but I, I think the trend lines are showing going the other way, though, too. If you take a look at some of the predictions of voter turnout for millennials, maybe this time the millennial vote could swing the entire election outcome. Let's talk about that now with David Coletto. He's the uh, CEO of Abacus Data. He's a researcher on youth voting trends. David, thanks for coming on. My pleasure, Mark. Thank- Mike, thanks for having me. Okay, tell me about what your data tells you about youth voter turnout and what you anticipate we're going to see. Well, yeah, well, one, one thing we can do is look at the past. And what we know yep. from the 2015 election, from Elections Canada estimates, is that we saw a, a surge, actually, in youth voter turnout in the last federal election, up 20 points among the youngest cohort, aged 18 to 24, 15-point increase or so among the, the next uh, group. So millennials... Um, in, in that last election, turned out in, in record numbers, right? We hadn't seen that kind of youth engagement in politics at any level of government, really, um, for, for quite some time. And so as we look to October and the, the, the upcoming federal election, a big question is, will we see that same kind of engagement? Because as you said, this is the largest voter group. There are more millennials yeah. eligible to vote than baby boomers or Gen Xers. And so if they do show up, if they do come out and they and if they vote collectively, right, for one option or one or two options, they do have the power uh, to, to decide a close election. In the same way that, frankly, baby boomers can do that, too, because they're such a large cohort. Yeah. Um, but what we but what we do know is that um, there was there was a spike in turnout last time, a level of interest that we hadn't seen before. And there is some evidence to say they're paying attention, but I'm not fully convinced yet that millennials are as engaged or as excited or as motivated about this current election and the the actors in it and the parties available to them than I think it was last time. And so we'll, we'll see. But there's certainly a threat um, or an opportunity, yeah. depending on what political party you are. When we talk about millennials, how do you how do you define that, David, between what sort of dates of birth there is millennial? Yeah, vote? 1980 to 2000. So you've got a 20-year okay. Time frame. So I'm a, I'm a millennial. I'm 37. I'm sort of the oldest side of it, yeah. and um, you know the youngest one's going to be about 19. So they're all eligible to vote now. This will be the first federal election which every millennial, by that definition, will be able to vote. Right. Okay. So between like 19 and 38, I yeah. guess is what we're talking about, and that's a big chunk of the electorate, right? It's yeah. It's upwards of you know depending on you know we don't have pure numbers. Um, but it's, it's, you're looking at like 35% of the electorate. So, it's, you know, wow. one out of three voters in Canada, eligible voters, um, come from this generation, which, which is true in the United States and elsewhere. So this is a, a very powerful group if they want to be. Okay. If they want to be, I, I guess is kind of the key caveat there. And do you think millennials get a, an unfair rap 
on being not as engaged as they should be in politics? Um, not not entirely unfair. I think you know there. We know if you look at the history of voting behavior, younger people generally, regardless of what generation they're from, have always been less likely to vote. So that that's a yeah. trend that that has always really existed. But I do think you know millennials um, in politics, you know whether it's uh, at the provincial level, like in BC, where where turnout is not as high as as at the federal level, millennials are often. The reason why that's that's the case. They don't seem to engage at every election or at every moment, right? And so they're they're this more volatile group. But I do think, you know, as someone who's from the generation who follows politics very closely, who's engaged on these issues, it does it does disappoint me that you do find you know young people who, on the one hand, you know, are feeling anxious about their future, aren't able to afford to buy a home, you know, are worried about climate change. They've got all these we've got all these big issues that they right. are engaged on. Yeah, and yet they, there's this disconnect with whether voting and getting engaged in politics will help solve it. And I right. think part of the blame is for them, to them. But I think part of the blame has to fall on our political leaders and institutions as well, who may not be engaging or appealing to them or asking them to participate. Um, and 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 one of the things we do know about millennials versus older Canadians is this notion of duty. The duty to vote is not as strong. Right. Whereas for my parents' generation, for my grandparents, you voted because that's what you should do and you should always vote. I don't think the typical millennial approaches um, that that behavior, that that act in the same way. Instead, there has to be a reason for me to show up. You have to right. ask me, you have to engage me. And, and that, you know, for some drives people crazy because they're like, well, this is your right. We, people fought and died for this right. They, others around the world don't have this right. Why aren't you taking advantage of it? We view it, I think, in a, in, a, in a slightly and more nuanced way about it, and that, that to some is frustrating for others. I think it explains why we don't participate as much. Okay, speaking of David Coletto, he's the CEO of Abacus Data. We're talking about some of the latest research on youth voting trends. Could the millennial vote potentially swing the election in the fall? And, you know, there have been efforts made, David, to leverage the youth vote, get more people interested in public policy and politics, and get more young people to the ballot box on, on voting day. Elections Canada, I thought, interestingly, had this plan to use social media influencers, as they're known, to persuade young Canadians to register and vote. So they were going to line up YouTubers and athletes and, and other kind of social media celebrities and do some uh, public information advertising to get people to come out and that was scrapped. Did you hear about that? They scrapped that plan. Yeah, they, they scrapped it because some of the, the people they lined up, you know, were, were clearly partisan or had said certain things about different political parties that made it hard for the election administration, uh, who's supposed to be fully nonpartisan, um, to, to, to be paying these people to, to advocate uh, for people to vote. Yeah, so great idea, I think, in concept, in theory. Yeah. But I think Elections Canada got caught executing it uh, probably not okay. not well. And I think the challenge is good luck finding influencers who don't have opinions. Yeah. Because the whole point, <laughs> you know, the whole idea of an influencer is that they share their opinions. They're they're persuading the people who follow them. And so I, I think, you know, anyways, it's, it's it, we, we hear a lot about influencer marketing being a, a really important part of the modern marketing world. And I think the same is true in politics. But I think. Um, this was a this was a case of Elections Canada probably 
not fully thinking through or, or, or vetting the people that they identified as potential uh, influencers in their project. Okay, what's a better what's a better way to do that? I mean, maybe it makes sense to try to be doing something to connect young people and get them out to vote. What do you think? Could Elections Canada do something else, or maybe political parties should be doing a better job? Well, I think Elections Canada has done some other things that are are actually helpful. If if your goal is to increase turnout generally, you have to make it as easy as possible to vote. I think right convenience, particularly for millennials, is so important. Like we we don't line up for things, we don't wait for things. And so if we're going to have to line up for three hours to vote or two hours to vote, or if it's only going to happen on one or two days in a, in a month period, it gives me every excuse not to do it. So I think Elections Canada has, has already made some changes. I think we saw in the Alberta provincial election um, that happened earlier this year that they extended the advanced polling days for longer. They made it easier for people to actually vote. Those are things that I think an election administration you know, organization like Elections Canada can do um, just to make it easier for everybody uh, to find time to vote. But I think it falls on political parties, maybe you know, youth-oriented organizations, to, to be the ones who actually try to mobilize people and get them out to vote, because it's, it's more about persuasion on that sense. And I'm not convinced that Elections Canada should be in that business, um, because okay. what we know from the research is younger people typically vote for certain parties over others. Right. And so if you really do focus on increasing youth turnout and the concern, federal conservatives have argued this, and I not necessarily disagree with it, that it does help one party or one or two parties. Sure. Over another. Sure. I mean, you so, might have young, young voters less likely to vote conservative. So the conservatives were not were not happy about it. So, yeah. Hey, David, thanks for coming. Why. I understand why. But so do I. I understand I the it goal too. Of, of, of getting turnout up is important. And so it's, it's about how they do it. That's really important. David, thanks for coming on. My pleasure, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. I appreciate it. David Coletto, he is the CEO of Abacus Data. He's done a lot of really good research on youth voting trends.